Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes, nice accessories. Kit gain us up. Yes. We decided we're, we're in our Halloween costumes of gay fox and otter. I'm going to be daring and go as myself for Halloween. <laughs> Once again, cool. we're broadcasting during Monday Night Football. so uh, and, it's, and it's the home team playing right now. They just scored a touchdown. It is. And an extra point. Woo Niners. Hoping, hoping they can build on the uh, success of the local baseball team. Yeah. Depending on what sport we're talking about, I'm either rooting for the Giants or against the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> one set of Giants I really like. The other one I have a racial enmity towards. Um, yeah, so welcome to Unsheathed live stream number eight. number eight. Yeah. Yes. Bucky number eight. Wait. Yeah, well, it is in China. Yes. It is, in fact, lucky number eight. So we haven't done this in a couple of weeks, I think. It has been a couple of weeks. I've been kind of away at Oklahoma. Away, and then Sam's internet for a bit. Oh, uh, yeah, we were, we were without internet for like a week. Um, but part of that week, we were at Oklahoma, so we were only actually without internet for like four days. Longer than anyone should have to be without internet in this day and age. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. So, uh, so yeah. So I, I was at Oklahoma, which was my first time. Um, Oklahoma is an outdoor camping convention. For those of you unfamiliar with it, they had about three hundred twenty-four people. Wow, really? Is that big? Which is pretty big. Wow. They were. Um, they're actually the largest group to hold an event at Romano State Park in Oklahoma, and they take up a good portion of the uh, park's facilities. And, well, a lot of the, a lot of the folks I'd met through Furry Fiesta, so like the Board of Oklahoma is, uh, uh, I'm gonna leave somebody out, I know I am. Um, <laughs> it happens. Uh, Jared Fox? No, it's a fox name that starts with a J. <laughs> Some fox name that starts with a J. I know, that's terrible. Someone out there who has internet maybe tell me who it is, but um Well I, and I've just been writing a story with a guy named Jasper, so of course that's all I can uh, think about right now. Um even though he wasn't a fox. It's not Jadinklish Morgoon. No. <laughs> or uh Leo's Maxwell Gilliams. No. Those are those are all J names. Um nor is it Jokita Lafondria. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, and uh, Blue Otter and Horses, Ghost, and Wolf are all also on the board. And uh, uh, Cody, I think, is the, the fifth one. Um, anyway, they're, they're super great guys. And they really treated us right. Uh, they put us up in a cabin. They got us a little gift basket of stuff. Um, they have this really awesome uh, Oklahoma book. Did I show you the Oklahoma book? You did show me the Oklahoma book. It's actually, I was really impressed by the production quality it's of it. It's super nice. Yeah. It's like the last, um, all ten con books of Oklahoma compiled into one big hardcover book, which um, Fur Planet did for them, I think. Um, Fuzz works with those guys a lot. It's, uh, it's, very, it's very chill. Uh, my first day there, I had... Um, 
there was a panel I wanted to attend. There, it was a was it a writer's meet and greet? I think it was a writer's meet and greet. And then there was opening ceremonies. And then I had a panel I was giving. And then another one I wanted to attend. And then another one I was giving. And when I was done with the day, everybody told me, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> you're only supposed to go to like one panel a day. Um, so it was cool. The weather was gorgeous. I mean, it was actually hot. It was, it was probably 75, 80 degrees one of the days. And we did a fair bit of walk-in because they've built this new lodge, which is like a big hotel on the grounds. And so some of the events take place in the lodge. Um, but the lodge is about a mile from the main campsite. So we were walking along the roads and back and forth and whatnot. But they had a cool um, super sponsor event. Uh, I think one of the highlights for me, actually, the uh, so the super sponsor lunch was really good. And all those little events were cool. And the panels were fun. And it was great just chilling. But one of the fun times that I had was I actually played in the poker tournament. And they put a bounty on me. So like whoever <laughs> knocked me out of the tournament got an extra prize or something. But one of the guys who was playing, and I tweeted a picture of it, was in this blue fox fursuit. His name was Kit Blue. And he did a very entertaining character. He had a movable muzzle, so he would talk. And he was actually a good poker player. But he put on this kind of little, like, naive, innocent persona that made everybody just laugh and presumably lose concentration. But he was, he was very entertaining and a lot of fun. And we had a professional dealer who had been a real casino dealer for oh. many years before he retired and had actually dealt Were in... Were they a furry or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. He had actually dealt in one of the World Series of Poker in like... Oh, cool. 08 or something. Um, and I only remember his name as Mike, although because he, he told me his furry name later, but that one didn't stick. Um, Jay Random Fox. <laughs> yeah, no, it was funny, but then later he and his uh, his boyfriend were at the same table... And we were during on a, during a break. I asked how they met, and the boyfriend kind of was like, "Well, it was kind of partly because of your books." Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, and he I, and he had told me the story at Furry Fiesta, and I kind of recognized him, but it, it didn't connect the story back with him until he had told it. And then I was like, "Why did that story sound familiar?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, you told me that at Furry Fiesta." But yeah, it was one of those. I won't I won't tell the whole story, but basically, he like stayed up all night reading my books, and then the next night, his friend at the time happened to text him and he thought, you know, there might be something here. And hmm. so they started talking and, uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, and just in general, Oklahoma is, Oklahoma is in that area is super pretty. Keo and I were amused by the billboards going through Oklahoma. Oh yes. <laughs> sex slavery billboards. Yeah. There's like, there's a, Sex slavery in big letters, and then next to it, in very in, in about half size letters, it says "stop." And there's a picture of a girl, and beside that, in big letters, it's "she's 13." And oh yeah, and it's sex uh, sex trafficking. What's sex trafficking? It was like, and it was like, stop sex trafficking. It's here. She's 13. She's 13. <laughs> and there's a phone number, and I thought, wow, that's pretty bold. <laughs> You're just putting it right up there. Um, Man, and, the Oklahoma State Police must be really bad at their jobs. And, and yeah, and Keo saw the bill. We saw them too later. But there were these big billboards that just said "meth," and then underneath it, in tiny letters, it was like um, "destroys lives." But it was pretty. It was pretty amusing. It was like "Welcome to Oklahoma, meth." Um, so yeah, Oklahoma was funny. Man, but, now I. Why don't I say I want to watch Winter's Bone again? 
I think it would I thought you were gonna another say, watching. I thought you were going to say, man, now I want some meth. Um, but, uh, so anyway, Oklahoma, if you're, if you're in the area, if you like sort of a camping con, it seems like a good place to go with some friends and you can pitch a tent and hang out in your tent. You can rent an A-frame and sleep in one of those, or you can stay in one of the cabins or the lodge if you want more luxurious accommodations, less rustic, I guess. Um, but all great people. I mean, the, the staff was awesome. The, the attendees were all really cool. And, um, and it was just, uh, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. And my, my co-GOH there was a artist called Ugly Little Monster, who is super sweet and really talented. She did, uh, she did a little drawing for us and did the cover of the Oklacon con book, which I, will, I can actually show you guys because this is live. Ooh, that's right. I'm going to slide it in front. we have Vidget. Uh, yeah, I'm going to slide it in front of the, uh, in front of there our, we go. Our pretty snaps. So, the theme of the con was, it came from Planet X. <laughs> you, you seem to have impressed the chat room. Everyone's <laughs> it all like, ooh. <laughs> um, if you want to know what that thing is, you have to read the story I wrote in there. Because she gave me the characters and said, it would be cool if we could write a story, or if you could do a story about these. And so the name of my story in the con book is, um, I have to get this right. The thing that came after the creature that battled the monster from the cypress swamp. That's right. It, it makes my stories look cheerful. <laughs> yes. Actually, there is someone eating brain meats in it, isn't there? Yes. Which I mean, hey. So, woo. Uh, anyway, so that that's where I was last weekend. Um, this past weekend, we uh, had Halloween, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. It was Halloween, like when it's in the middle of the week, is just kind of weird because you don't want to do a party on the weekend after Halloween because then the holiday is already over. Right. Then you have to do like an All Saints party and all dress up as a different saint. Ooh. Like I'll be Saint Sebastian with all the arrows and. I was trying to imagine like which of my friends I want dressed up as a witch saints. <laughs> Oh, look, we have, like, St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> Everybody wants... All, all furries want to be St. Francis. Well, I mean, I guess it's better than... Uh, hmm. See, like, I, any of the jokes I want to make rely on, like, spending 16 or 17 years growing up Catholic and, like, all this weird, like religious nerdery that, like, will be like, who? And so... I mostly know St. Sebastian from, like, art galleries. Well, yeah. To be honest. St. Slenderman. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Um, so, yeah, other than that, um, lots of exciting stuff going on. I've been fielding questions from Blotch Daily regarding whose eye color is what and what people are wearing and so on. And the pictures that I've seen from Out of Position 3 look absolutely amazing as per usual, as you would suspect they I've, would. I've seen sketches from half of Blotch. Yes. Mostly. And, and, uh, and I've seen... Um, I've seen cover works in progress. So... We're working on the cover, and when the cover is done, we will post something about it with the title of the book. So that's going to happen sometime in November, 
probably before Midwest Fur Fest. Um, definitely before I leave for Australia. See you to see you. Which is another thing that is happening soon. Anyway, so yeah, out of position three is going on. Uh, mid fur is going on. I don't expect there's any Aussie furs on right now, considering it's like lunchtime for them. Lunchtime tomorrow, but it's definitely tomorrow. Oh, there is an Aussie fur on. There's a dingo. Just, I was gonna say, I think just because somebody's a dingo doesn't necessarily mean they're Australian. I think that's. But when a dingo says, "You just reminded me to register for midfur," that probably well, means yeah. He is. And as it turns out, you're right. He is an Aussie. Woo! See? Oh, sorry, an Aussie. I'm saying Aussie. Wrong. I'm saying an all-American. That's fine. You are American. Uh, well, hey, you know when I go to when I go to Canada, I start speaking Canadian. Anyway, Sofwolf is doing a cool thing. Um, if, also, don't, also don't, 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 don't say Canberra. That will give you away as a... Canberra? Yeah, there you go. Okay. I don't expect to have to talk about the capital very much. Um, it's much like in California. The capital is just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, if God. ever really wants to what's, go there and talk about what's it. What's the capital of West Virginia? Uh, oh, God damn it. Uh, West Virginia... I'm drawing a total blank. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I. Let me see. <laughs> West Richmond. West Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Rasmus. Oh, uh, see so now you've now you've got Kyle on the on the inner tubes. It is. It is in fact. It is in fact Charleston. Yes. Because I've been to Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. Which is actually a nicer place than I would have thought, but I perhaps don't really feel the need to return. Also, a bunch of my friends ordered clam chowder, and I had to warn them that it wasn't what they were thinking it was going to be. <laughs> and I was right, and they were wrong, and nobody wanted to eat it. And I'm like, well, it serves you right for not listening to me. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the funny thing about that is I um, I at one point did know all the capitals uh, of all the states, and I remember thinking I wasn't aware that there was another city in West Virginia besides Wheeling. I know there's Wheeling, Illinois, where they used to have Midwest Fur Fest, which... Uh which made my roommate feel at home because he's from Buffalo and it sort of reminded him of that. It was all cold and gray and desolate and empty. Yeah, yeah. It's not a very good city. Um, anyhow. No, I was just amused because there was a commercial out now where they're like, and what's the capital of West Virginia? And the mom's like, Charleston. I was like, I thought that was in South Carolina. But the capital of South Carolina is, is it Columbia? No. What's it called? Uh, I think it is Columbia. Yeah. Man, we're like, <laughs> welcome to grade school. I know, right? Yeah. It's Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. It is kind of funny because when you Google, like, South Carolina capital city, it oh, wow. comes up with the Boom. name of the city. Yeah, it's just right there. Thank you for using the Google and not just making yourself look like an idiot. Right. So, uh, 
Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, anyway, so what I was going to say was SoFold is doing a cool thing to Jinto uh, Dingo and any other Aussies who might be around. Uh, if you want to order some of my books, SoFold is letting you pre-order them for exorbitantly low shipping costs. Ah, um, uh, does that work? Yes. Do you have exorbitantly low? Well, considering, like, to send a... I know some of our Canadian friends have complained that, like, for shipping one $20 book to Canada, it's almost another $20 to ship. Oh, wow. And I think Australia is probably around that. But um, Well, that's why they have their own Canadian distributor now. So, is sending some books to, to Australia, but the shipping, they're going to have to um, mark them up slightly to account for shipping. So, I think the markup in Australia is about $3, but if you pre-order them on the site, you can get them for just $1.50 over cover price. Um, so that is a cool thing. Does being a fox make you more clever than KM? I don't think I want to say that in uh, no, I, I, public I, I, on the show. I, I said no, you being smarter than me though. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe me being smart makes me a fox. Man, that just calls everything into question about me and my identity issues. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess we're into. Uh, Oh, well, we, we quote about it, but uh, Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about Cloud Atlas at least a little bit. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead, since I've been talking this whole time. Okay, so I remember, wow, what was it, originally like four years ago or so, when they announced that like the Cloud Atlas movie was going to be a thing. And my first thought was, how would you film that? And apparently they put a lot of thought into that and came up with a pretty unique answer. And, yes, uh, which some people like and some people don't. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think the reviewers that don't like it, they seem to be really, like, just kind of angry for, like, no reason. Like, I think they want to resent the movie for some reason. I mean, I, I really liked it. I thought that they did a really good job in both making it, you know, in taking it and putting it on the big screen in a way that made sense while still being faithful to the original material. Yeah, I agree, and I actually agree with you that the way they, uh, uh, the way that they inter inter intercut the stories yeah. works a lot better in the movie. I think, I think the way Mitchell did it in the book is better for the book. Oh yeah, if you tried to do that in the in a in book form, it would have been a lot harder to follow because right. they have visual cues right. that let you follow it in the movie. And in the movie, you can you can you can immediately be like, oh, we're back in this story. But uh, it's. I, I agree with you that um, I think doing it that way works better. Although, actually, I did see one reviewer say that they didn't like that, that they thought they should have stuck to the way the books did it. Yeah, I disagree. Like, especially when coming out the first two chapters and then having to wait for most of a uh, three-hour movie to get to the to have them come back around again. Yeah, I, I don't. That would just. I don't know that that would have worked as well. Yeah. And this way, they 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 were able to build tension through all the stories around the same time. So you got to feel that they were all building to a climax at the right point in the movie. It felt more like a, a traditional movie instead of having part of a buildup and then part of another buildup and then, you know, a resolution and then another resolution and then another resolution. And, just, you know, the way it worked in the book was good because you could kind of compartmentalize the stories, but that doesn't work as well in the movie. But yeah, I was very, I was very happy with it. I definitely want to see it again before it leaves theaters, because I think it. Oh come on, most... you, you British people got James Bond like two weeks early. Yeah, <laughs> and I 
think that James Bond is more British than David Mitchell. Yeah, considering David Mitchell lived in Japan for a long time. Yeah, he's all expat. That means that's when you lose your, uh, you know, your 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 like holding place on the thing. <laughs> yes, he's still English. <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it was it was good. Um, I'm still an otter, and that doesn't mean I can get into the Monterey Aquarium for free. <laughs> that would be cool, though. That would be cool, actually. Um, yeah, and I kind of, I kind of agree with Sparf on the Harry Potter thing, especially actually the fourth movie, which is my least favorite of the of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut a whole bunch of stuff that would have really helped the movie hold together better in order to show a 10-minute sequence of dragon flying around. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a mess of the movie. Wait, Voldemort dies? Oh, oh spoilers. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. I'm being silly. Yeah, so they... Um, I don't think there was anything like that in, in Cloud Atlas. They they added some stuff in that made the stories flow well. Yeah. They cut out some people it, that needlessly complicated things. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say needlessly because they served a purpose in the story, but they were able to tell the story without them in a short right. time. Exactly. Like, I know, at least in the Frobisher and the Sonmi stories, they took characters out. Yeah. Um, and David Mitchell apparently saw the script and was okay with it. Yeah. And which, liked, liked what they'd done. So That, that was, was what thing. I was... Um, what do we think of the very, very end scene? I don't know if we can really talk about that without going into spoilers. I thought it was a... Of Cloud Atlas? Yeah. I, th- uh, I, thought, I thought it was a neat addition. I thought it was, a good, it was a good addition in that it allowed... It kind of, it kind of allowed... Where the, where the book was left very open-ended, Yeah. Um, the movie allowed for uh, more resolution, which, in a way, you could say was a little disappointing because the way the book ends is very sort of upbeat and I don't know about upbeat it's very it's very invigorating yeah um the way the movie ends gives you some more more of like closure of a story where um you feel like you feel less like this is something we still all have to pay attention to and more like oh this is a story that has already happened but I thought it was um I thought it was a pretty good inventive and way I mean, to close out um, yeah. the story. And I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. I agree. Uh, I'm reading Spark's question. Is it really a question? Oh, the, the, about the Harry Potter, Potter movie yeah. still. Yeah. I thought actually the third movie was pretty magical of Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I like the third one. I like the fifth one. And the fifth one I thought was still well done. But, I mean, you have to remember, too, that the books also became less magical as they went along. The, that whole wonderment of the world that you're talking about that was in the first couple movies yeah. was also in the first two or three... Actually, it was in the first four books, and the end of the fourth book is really where it turned from a place of wonder to a... Um, to begin to... a, a world where you're, that you're growing up in. Yeah. And, in fact, one of my problems with the fifth book which I think is the only, might be the only movie I liked better than the book. My problem with the fifth book is that she spends like the first third or half of the fifth book 
sort of systematically ripping out all of the fun parts of the world that she spent four books getting you to love. Yeah. Um, and it's really grim. Uh, and and it's, it's just tedious, and it's hard. I mean, it's tedious because it doesn't really seem to serve any other purpose. It's just like building up how horrible the villain is and building up how horrible... You know, things are getting for Harry, and yeah, I think most of the last, like, I think all of the last three books, five, six, and seven, I think they're all just really slow to get off the ground. Yeah, I will say I, I like six the best of those three um, because I really like the, the the look into Voldemort's past. Okay, yeah, I mean that that was good. Although there were there were a lot of like side trips into the Department of Backstory that I think could have been condensed. Yeah, and actually when you <laughs> It's funny when you're when you're listening to the books, uh, how some of those narrative things really stand out. Like um, in book seven, there's that whole chapter in the middle of the final battle where it's like, oh, and then we learn Snape's life story. Yeah. And when you're reading it, it doesn't stand out as much because you can just be like, okay, skim, 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 skim. Yeah, he was misunderstood. Oh, he did all these noble things. Okay, back to the battle. But man, when you're listening to it as an audiobook, you cannot skim past anything. And that chapter drags. That chapter is, it's, it's a huge red light in the middle of her action scenes. And it's really distracting. Because um, I remember listening to it and thinking, I've at this point forgotten what all was going on in, in the battle. Like there's this big battle going on and suddenly you're like, oh, and then backstory. So, anyway. Um, Do we want to take questions now? We still have a few minutes. <laughs> we have like two or three minutes. Um, I, do, I do agree that that scene in the movie was pretty well done because it took like four minutes and yeah. it was done in quick flashes of image and scene, which you can do in a movie. And they were actually really well done scenes, I think. Yeah, I no, I thought they were too. To get what these people are coming I'm not saying that we don't have a problem with Snape's backstory. It was the presentation of it and the timing with which it was delivered that made it more awkward. Yeah, I like mean, it, it, it like it kills the flow of the action that she's been trying to build up. There's there's really only one part of that backstory that needed to be told at that particular point in time, and that is Snape's conversation with Dumbledore. All the rest of that could have been scattered throughout the book in other ways. Um, the, like the, same way, the same way they that, did yeah. with yeah the same way they did with uh, with um, Voldemort's backstory in book six she could have figured I mean it's magic you can figure out a way to do it you know people Harry trying to find out more about Snape maybe or something I don't know but she could have she could have built it up as a thing so that when you got to that scene it was a mystery that you'd been thinking about for the whole book and it would have a lot more impact as opposed to um Hey, Snape's this guy, and oh, now we finally understand everything about him, and blah, info dump. Have you ever read Dwayne, Diane Dwayne's Young Wizard series? I have not. I'm, I've heard I'm good things about Diane Dwayne. What What are you familiar with? Oh, I mean, like I've read stuff by Diane Dwayne that that isn't that. Oh, okay. She wrote She wrote a lot of Star Trek. <laughs> she was guest of honor at uh, Anthrocon like a few years back. Um, it, it is something that's kind of vaguely on my radar to check out, 
Uh, what do you like better than Harry Potter about it? Iridescent Dragon. Reveal your secrets. Eh, field all matters. <laughs> Sorry, I needed to kill the. Uh, no, that's all right. He's, the, the, there was like dead air, so I needed to pop on something. No, I'm putting him. I'm putting him on. Did the I spot. say Niners or Giants? You said Niners. Okay, good. Why are we asking them questions? They're supposed to be asking us questions. Well, because he's recommending a book, and I'm like, okay, I want to know why you're recommending the book. A lot more original. Okay. It's not like magic, where stuff happens for no reason. Okay. So more, more better plot. So does anyone have writing questions they want to ask us? <laughs> yeah, guess we we have time for like one. Okay. Flynn Rouse has question. Flynn Rouse has question. Go. Question ask. Question ask anytime go. Iridescent Dragon is continuing saying Wizard takes an oath to gain magic, but it means they dedicate their lives to fighting evil Cringe and death. Cringe-worthy euphemisms that we see in amateur furry fiction that need to die. Didn't we just talk about that in an episode? Um we No, we that was like our episode number six of the regular podcast or something. Um Generally speaking, yeah. any um, if it, if, it, if it falls into what we would call jargon, uh, anything that people use as like furry slang in, yeah. in actual life should not be in stories in narrative at least. I mean, because at that point, like you, you wouldn't have special jargony code words for an in group when the in group is now the out group. If that makes any sense, if anyone knew sociology, that makes right, sense. Right. Right. Well, specifically, ones that make each of us cringe. Like, I could have sworn we talked about this at the Rainforest episode. Maybe. I don't think we did. Is that up yet? No, it's no, not. No, it is not up yet. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, stuff like... I mean, using YIF at all in narrative... As opposed to... I mean, you can... Technically, you can get away with using it in dialogue because people are saying it, and you could pass it off as a colloquialism, but it's still... Something kind of, unless you're writing a story about the fandom and about guys who are like, "Hey, you know, you're, are you feeling, you feeling iffy tonight?" And then people are like, "What does that mean?" But to have in narrative something like, "Oh, then he yiffed the fox really hard," is just no. Uh, Reggie, that's just wrong. <laughs> Threatened him with a banning if he gets. Mother Yiffer. I, I do, yeah, that one. I do like WTY, though. <laughs> um, that would make people, uh, that would make people sad. Um, somebody has technology or magic? Eh, depends on what the story yeah, is. Yeah, depends on the story. I yes. like, I like both. That's, that's not, that's not a binary choice. That's I a, like, I like writing magic better than technology, but I tend to stay away from both. If that makes sense. Yeah, we mostly write to sort of like normal contemporary stuff. Yeah, normal fiction. Although that being said, we both have science fiction and magic stories in our in our portfolio. Of oeuvre. Our oeuvre. You're the one who speaks French. <laughs> well, yeah, but then if I say it in the French accent, it becomes pretentious. Oeuvre. There. So. DJ Dragon points out that Shadowrun has both. Yes, but Shadowrun is awesome in a way that only Shadowrun can be. Haha, Arizona has negative five rushing yards. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to say negative five points, and I was going to be like, how did they do that? Cerebus became darker, and most say that was for the better. I don't think most people say that about Cerebus. I think most people think that Cerebus kind of went off the rails. Cerebus being darker might have been, been for the better, but Cerebus becoming long and tedious 
and full of his turgid prose was not for the better. Also, Serb is becoming full of his misogynistic, bizarre, yeah, male-centric creative philosophy was not for the better. Although, I, I confess that I stopped reading Cerebus Roundabout issue maybe 100. Uh, what did I get up to? I don't know that I made it all the way through Reed's. That was when he was trying to write, like, F. Scott, I think. Oh, right. Which was... Uh, anyway. Anyway, thank you guys for coming on. And... Yeah, we have to be a little abrupt. We're on a time schedule tonight. Yep. We gotta get, we gotta get it going. Um, so we will, uh, so we will catch you guys later. Uh, we're probably not, maybe next, maybe next week. I forget when we fly back. We're flying back on Monday, so, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, last thing. Um, as I, as I pointed out some, at some point, um, I will be at, uh, Stately Sofa Wolf Manor this weekend. So if you guys order things from SofaWolf and put in a note asking for them to be signed, I will spend a little time doing have a little signing party when I'm up there. So um, if you want a signed book and can't come to a convention, this is a great place to to do it. Um, Blotstream, Blot, oh Blotstream, uh, watch Twitter. I don't know. We haven't we've talked about it, but we haven't set a time. It will be on Twitter. Um, and, uh, that'll do it for tonight. Um, thank you guys. We need to get going. We will see you guys all next time. Hopefully next week, maybe the week after, and maybe the week after that. Take care. Be good. Thank you all. Say your goodbyes, Otter. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> I have to go now. Now all my friends are leaving.